Hello and welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. My name is Brooke Madigan and in this episode, I am joined by my good friend and fellow coach, Nick Anderson, as we talk about fitness red flags, pyramid schemes, and what to look out for when choosing a good coach. So go ahead and grab a cup of hot or iced coffee, go on a walk, and we will talk to you soon. All right, so today I am joined with my good friend and fellow coach, Nick Anderson. Nick, can you introduce yourself? Just share a tidbit, since you've already been on the podcast before. Um, <laughs> just share a little bit about yourself and you know how you're doing today. Yeah, well, hello again, everyone. Nice to talk to you all again, and nice to talk to you again, Brooke. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm Nick. I'm a, I'm a fitness coach. I work both in person and online. Uh, really just all about saying fuck you to all that diet culture shit and 1200 calorie diets and all that. So that's kind of who I am. Um, I love lifting heavy weights and I love teaching other people to lift heavy weights because that's fun. And most people really underestimate their own strength. So I think that's one of the things that I've enjoyed most about doing this is watching someone pick up a weight that they don't think they can lift and seeing that big smile on their face afterwards. Oh, that's always like the best feeling when you know what someone's capable of and they don't quite know it yet. And then they lift mm -hmm. it and they're like, did you see that? You're like, I sure, sure did. Sure yeah. Did. My, my new thing in person is like not telling people how much weight is on the bar or how heavy the kettlebell is or whatever. And I'm, and I'm like, do you know how heavy that was? And they're like, oh, maybe like 20 pounds. I'm like, no, it was like a hundred. Like what? <laughs> oh, that's always the best. Like I will load like barbells for somebody and a client will be like, how much does it weigh? I'm like, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you after they're like, okay. And then I tell them, they're like, wait, what? You're like, yeah, <laughs> you're a bona fide badass. How does it feel? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why I do this now. Like as the first time that happened to me and I saw that smile on the person's face, they instantly called their dad after like during the session, she picked up her phone. She's like, dad, guess what I just did. And I was like, this is, this is it. This is what I'm doing the right thing. This is the oh, right career amazing. move. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Nick and I were just talking right before we hit record and we wanted to talk about a very, mm. I, I don't even know how to say it. It's not really a special subject. It can be a touchy subject if you've ever fallen victim to this type of thing or if you sell this type of thing. So <laughs> without further ado, we are going to be discussing fitness red flags, specifically with fitness MLMs, like multi-level marketing um, programs that just feel downright scammy and kind of what to look for in terms of like how do how to determine what is going to be like a good program for you and what to look for so first and foremost um there are a few workouts out there where you know you don't get a lot of details until you buy the program um one of the most famous of these things is beach body so mm. Nick, i believe you have some experience in <laughs> i have never done beach body so i would love to hear and have our audience hear about what your uh what your experience was with beach body and what that was like since i do not know a ton about it oh yeah i have a long long history with beach body um when i first started getting into fitness i didn't know what the hell i was doing so i was like oh this is going to do everything for me. All you got to do is follow along with the video. Awesome. So that's what I did. I got the whole beach body package. Me and my wife went in on it together. Um, we got a, we got a little coach to help us out. Who was, who was one of her friends from high school, college, whatever, both. And we're like, yeah, cool. We have a coach to help us out. This is awesome. And we start doing these workout videos and they're all cardio. Every, every single one of them that, we started with was cardio because I guess we kind of believed that that was the best thing for weight loss, which was what we were going for. So we're like, yeah, let's burn as many calories as possible. And basically as we started doing these things, we realized that they were very high intensity. It was, it was a lot of high intensity interval training, quick, like 20 minute workouts, just going really hard. And we kept getting hurt. I 
twisted my ankle a few times doing these things, doing like burpees way too fast. She twisted her knee up. Like we had such a hard time completing these programs because they were six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. Man. Yeah. And it's, it's high intensity training all the time and your body doesn't have time to rest and recover. So that was one of the first ones we did. We've done a bunch of programs with Beachbody. So this first one that we did was, well, I can't remember the name of it, um, but there was a step involved. Like, you remember like those aerobic steps from the 80s? Sure do. Now yes. I use them for like deficits. Like if a client's like doing like a deficit reverse lunge or something, I use them for that. There is no aerobics going on with these. Yeah, that's what I use them for too. It's great. <laughs> But yes, I do remember what they are. <laughs> so yeah, this, this program was kind of like that, except it was much more intense. Like I, I think those aerobics programs were kind of like, okay, lift your arms up and do a squat. Like, no, this was like jump off the step and do like a 360 spin. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous. Dang. Um, yeah. So no wonder we were getting hurt all the time. But anyway, we, we ended up finishing the thing and then we were looking for the next thing to do. So we asked our, our beach body coach or with big air quotes. Um, what should we do next? So they had this program called lift four, which I actually looking back had a lot of net positives. So this is the one good thing throughout the whole podcast that I'm going to say about beach body is that there were a lot of net positives, but there were also a lot of negatives. So the idea behind this program was that you were going to lift weights four times a week. Um, it was, it was half lifting and half interval training. Um, but I learned some basic lifts from that. I learned how to do a floor press. I learned how to do a squat with dumbbells on my shoulders. I learned how to do a Romanian deadlift and I was super excited about it. I bought all these weights. I started with like, I bought like fives, tens and fifteens. I'm like, that should be enough. And then by like four weeks, I'm like, all right, I need more. And then I kept buying heavier weights and getting really excited. Um, so that was fun. But also looking back, there were there were a lot of um, dangerous movements in that program as well. Like they didn't really teach form that well. I think if I if I actually watched the videos now, I'd be like, ooh, that's wrong. Like one of the things I specifically remember them teaching, they did like an all shoulder day. And for a shoulder press, they it was like, make big wide goalposts with your shoulders, which is definitely not what you're supposed to do for your shoulders. You need to be pressing in what we call the scapular plane, which has your elbows tucked in a little bit. And if your shoulders are straight out to the side, that's going to be a very likely chance of injury over time. And I know a lot of people who completed this program because we were in one of those challenge groups. A lot of people who completed this program ended up having shoulder injuries and would never do shoulder work they were scared to work their shoulders after this because of this program. Uh, but yeah, that's the other thing I want to talk about too, is the, the challenge group that we were in because it was, it was a lot of other beach body participants, whether they were doing the workouts or also coaches in there. And it was, it was kind of like a big Facebook group where we would all check in and be like, yeah, I got my workout done, sweaty selfie, let's go. <laughs> and there was very much a culture in this group of like, you have to be working out seven days a week. You have to be on point with your diet all the time. And I started to believe that like I'm doing all the right things because I'm working out seven days a week. And at that point I was like, Hmm, well, if I'm working out once every day, how great of results would I get if I worked out two times a day? So I started doubling up on all my workouts. I started pressing play on those beach body videos twice. And I was seeing absolutely no results and could not figure out why. Of course, now I know that I was because I was not giving myself any time to recover and to let myself repair from those workouts so that I could actually grow. But I was so confused because I did it for a hundred and one days straight. I counted. I did it for a hundred and one days straight of working out two days, two, not two days, two times every day. And wild. I know. <laughs> like that is wild. And you mentioned like the nutrition part. 
um, briefly. And I think that what a lot of people don't understand, like I myself, you know, I'm an in-person and online coach. And surprisingly, I have actually had a lot of Beachbody coaches come to me for one-on-one coaching for something that is more individualized and tailored to them. And it's interesting that you mentioned the shoulder injuries because with a majority of these people, that is what type of injuries they would come to me with. And it had to do with, you know, the goalpost arms as they're pressing. And we really don't want to have goalpost arms. We want to have, you know, like W arms is what I explain. You know, you're, you want to have, you know, your elbows slightly in front of your body because having goalpost arms and pressing at 90 degrees is going to just grind at your rotator cuff. And especially if you're, you know, if you don't have someone there or if you don't have a coach, that's like helping you learn proper form and you have, you know, a rounded upper back and then you're having goalpost arms, you are just having a hell of a time just grinding that rotator cuff up and down. So, um, it was interesting that you mentioned you were working out twice a day, not seeing results. What was the nutrition like? Cause I'm, I'm, if I remember correctly from what I've seen about beach body, it is a pr- fairly low calorie diet with like the portion control, you know, 21 day fixed containers. Um, what really stood out to me is one of my former clients who had done a beach body program and lost a significant amount of weight, but eventually quote unquote plateaued, which you know, a plateau in her case was a metabolic adaption. So she actually adapted to the lower amount of calories that she was eating because she was doing this 21 day fix for a lot longer than 21 days. So she would do this 21 day fix. And then for a couple of weeks, she would, you know, go back to her quote unquote normal eating. And then she would have to do a cleanse and then another 21 day fix. And then that cycle kind of repeated itself. And so we had to talk about, you know, like a reverse diet. And we had to talk about going up to maintenance and building some muscle and then going back into an appropriate deficit. And one thing that she had brought to a session, this was an in-person client, was she brought this little green container. No, the green container. (laughs) Yeah. And she said, well, this, she brought her containers for me to see. And like, I'll be honest, like the container for the amount of nuts you're supposed to have seemed pretty accurate. Sure. Um, because nuts are calorically dense, but they are typically, um, they're, they're very nutrient dense as well, but they are calorically dense. So that seemed about right. Um, the protein container was a little small. Like I'm never really going to put like a huge limitation on protein just because normally people will not overeat protein. Carbs were relatively small, but then I saw the green container and that was the amount of veggies that she was allowed to eat. And I'm sorry, but I would never put a limitation on how many non-starchy green vegetables somebody could eat. Like I'm, this bitch eats out of a fucking Pyrex bowl. Like I I am eating out of a (laughs) mixing bowl. Like I'm not like this little container that was, you know, a couple inches deep and a couple inches wide. I was like, no, you should be eating the fuck out of some veggies. Like, yeah. So can you talk about like the nutrition portion? Did you ever do that? I did. Yeah. It took me a while to get into the nutrition portion. So when I first started, I didn't do that. But um, after a while, a lot of the people in the group were promoting this new thing coming out called 80 day obsession, which right there is a red flag to me because it's called 80 day obsession. Like let's get obsessed with this for 80 days and really obsess over your nutrition, which just sounds like an eating disorder to me. Um, and this is where they, one of those things where they introduced the portion control containers. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's buy the fucking containers. Let's do it. And like you said, yeah, there's the green container for your vegetables. You get one cup of vegetables and these are spread out throughout the day. You don't just get one of these, you get like three or four or five, but the fact that you're putting a limitation on vegetables is not great because you really can't overeat vegetables. I remember one of the things on that too, they had like a food list of approved things that can go in the containers. So for the greens, it's like broccoli, asparagus, shit like that. And then one of the things that was like carrots, but you can only have nine carrots. Like if, if you could fit more than nine carrots in the container, you're doing it wrong. So I'm sitting there eating nine, counting out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine carrots to have with my meal. The 24 calories of those nine carrots. Like that's not even three ounces, which 
85 grams or three ounces of carrots is like 35 calories. That's not even, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, um, the container for the carbs is very small. It's, it's a half a cup. And I think you get to have it twice, depending on which meal plan you are. Some of, depending on like your weight, they assign you a meal plan. It's not really a plan. It's, it's a guideline, I guess. Uh, It's a suggestion. Um, Fuck you. Yeah. So you either, you either got two or three. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And with this 80 day obsession thing, they added a timed nutrition component. So before any workout, you had to eat this specific container combination an hour to an hour and a half before your workout. And then after you've had another combination, whether it was like a red and a green, I don't remember what it was, doesn't matter. And then you had to eat every three hours after that. So it was really important that you timed everything out. Like general population doesn't need this shit. If you're a bodybuilder, sure. But like no bodybuilders are doing fucking beach body. Like that's just, no. <laughs> so I, I had a, a really rough experience with this one day because I was going all in on this. I was eating my meals in the timed things. It was stressful as hell. And it made me skip all kinds of social events because I'm not bringing my containers to social events with me. That's embarrassing. But we had this big meeting at work one day. And we had, we had a client come in, we were presenting our project to them and they provided lunch. So I'm like, oh, well, I, I can't have Panera. No, I got to have my blueberries and my yogurt at 10 o'clock. And then I can have my nine carrots at two o'clock. I can, first of all, I can't even eat at noon. So, yeah. so the, the manager there was like, hey, Nick, like, why aren't you eating? Because I didn't I didn't take a sandwich. I just like sat there and was like, yeah, cool. What's up, guys? trying to not be awkward about it and I'm like oh yeah I'm not hungry whatever so I didn't eat it was weird it was awkward and then at the end of the day the same guy's like hey Nick why don't you take that extra sandwich home you know it's yours and I'm like all right cool yeah I'll take it home knowing that I'm gonna throw it out as soon as I get home because Panera is the devil apparently white bread you can't have that so I take it home it's sitting on my passenger seat and then I hit traffic and I swear, the sandwich staring at me from the passenger seat. By the way, I don't even really like Panera. Like, it's okay. But I'm like, I could smell it. There's bacon in it. And I could smell that bacon. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right. Just, just one bite. Just one bite won't kill me. So I open it up. I take a little bite. And then 12 seconds later, the entire sandwich is gone. And I feel this like overwhelming guilt and shame about the fact that I just ruined my entire diet. I've been in this for like 50 days or whatever. And now everything's ruined because I ate a fucking sandwich. Yikes. If that is not a red flag around nutrition, I don't know what is. I'm just like picturing this sandwich. Like, do you know those filters on TikTok where you can like get the eyes and the mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like picturing you driving and sitting in traffic and this sandwich like speaking to you like. Oh my God, I need to make this as a TikTok. (laughs) Like, you know you want me. (laughs) I'm going to fucking do that. (laughs) That's like all I was thinking in my head is like this sandwich. seducing you to eat it like (laughs) no that's that's definitely what it felt like I felt like it was looking at me (laughs) (laughs) you're like bitch what (laughs) but seriously like how what a disordered thought process like back then obviously like like the fact that that can create such an unhealthy relationship with food. You know, you're ignoring and people notice like your manager noticed like, Hey, you're not eating. Hey, you know, Nick, the last sandwich is yours. Like, Hey, are you sure you're not hungry? And, and that's something that I think is very normal is for people to become so strict and so rigid with these, you know, with these types of programs where, you know, they're terrified to eat a sandwich because they think it's going to derail their progress 
When in reality, it's like you're working out two days a week or two times a day, excuse me. You're working out two times a day, six to seven days a week. You really think that one sandwich is going to throw all of that away. Like it's unbelievable. And I think that first of all, like we, we both know as coaches, like it's not healthy for your body to be working out six days a week, let alone twice a day. You only need anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour to get a good quality workout in. Mm -hmm. And to think that, you know, you are so frustrated over a sandwich and thinking that that ruined your progress when in reality, like the consistent things that you do daily are what's going to determine what your goals, you know, what your success towards your goals look like. I think that that's, that really says something. And I think that that's something a lot of people can relate to where, they are so consistent and so rigid with something that is so unsustainable that the second they deviate from that, it's, you know, oh, fuck it, I'm throwing it in the towel. And then they go crazy. Right. And that's why you need some flexibility in your diet because you need to be able to have room to eat a fucking sandwich every now and then. Because if you feel like you're ruining your progress over eating one thing and then turning that into oh well i fucked up now let me just raid the entire fridge that part is what's ruining your progress it's not the one sandwich it's all the decisions that you make after that because you think you have screwed up and not just that one sandwich but just the fact that you're putting so much rigidity and strict limitations on yourself around food i mean when i and not to mention like i've seen these containers because again i had a client bring in their vegetable container then you're putting a lid on it not only yeah you got to be able to close the lid like not only that and it's a flat lid so it's like you're you're getting this tiny container and you're putting a lid this is all you are allowed to eat and it is really detrimental to somebody's mental state when they are trying to learn about balance and flexibility and labeling foods, good or bad. I mean, the Noom diet does the same thing. And, you know, I was watching Brooks. I had her on my podcast last, uh, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, Brooks and I were talking and, you know, about simple tips and stuff. And I've been following her, you know, her little, she did like a Noom diet for seven days I watched that. That was awesome. Shout out to Brooks. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was super awesome. And she was following this Noom diet and she only did it for seven days. But I remember watching her get so frustrated because it was like she could have like whole wheat pasta and that was in the good zone, like the green zone. But then a whole wheat bagel was in like the red zone. That's so weird. And it's like the only difference between those two is one is a pasta and one is a bread. Yeah. So it's just furthering like these fad diets, these MLMs, these, you know, unsustainable ways to either lose weight or even build muscle. They do have like crazy, like programs for building muscle that people don't realize are also just like a scammy way to take your money. Um, like people don't realize that these like people are taking advantage of them and taking advantage of their, you know, their insecurities of wanting to change their body and not even just insecurities, but they're just, they're not being forthright. And yeah. things like beach body and Noom, like these are diets that are not sustainable. They're not sustainable. It's not something you can do for the, your entire life. And I know that um, I get a lot of kickback when people decide, no, this is what I'm going to do. And they're like, nope, it's going to be sustainable for me. I'm going to make it sustainable. And I have, and they, sometimes people have to learn the hard way. It's like, okay, let's, let's see if the keto diet works for you. Let's, yeah. let's, see. let's see. And after, you know, three weeks, it's like, oh my God, Brooke, I had bread. And like, I had a family event and I had bread and pasta. And now like, you know, I just feel terrible. I don't know what to do. And it's like, well, maybe we should start adding pasta and bread back into your diet. If this is not something that you can keep out of your diet forever. And it sounds like beach body. I mean, there's no way you can live off of those portions for the rest of your life. Cause what happens when you reach your goal weight, are you still going to be eating out of these little containers? Right. Right. And that was the thing too. Once I was done with the program, I was like, okay, what do I do now? And I, I did still eat out of those containers after I, I found a different program that was, it was specifically for bulking and it was like, okay, let's eat. You got to eat like a shitload of the containers and it was awesome. It was like, wow, food. So it kind of felt like 
it kind of felt like I was binge eating because I went from ultra low calorie to ultra high calorie with no break in between. And it kind of wreaked havoc on my body. I gained a lot of fat back very quickly because I went from such a low calorie diet to such a high calorie diet. So like, I, yeah, I put on, I put on some muscle during that time too, but my workouts didn't really change that much. So it wasn't that much muscle. It was probably more fat than anything. Yeah. And when you're, when you're doing a lot of cardio exercise, you're not building muscle. Right. I think that's what a lot of people like don't realize is, you know, when you're doing these high intensity intervals, I mean, it sounds like that one program, you know, that, that four lift or whatever that was like, that, that was sustained, like that, that was a decent program, but yeah, doing a lot of like the cardio stuff and you go from ultra low calories and then you go to eating a higher amount of calories, but you're still doing cardio stuff. You're not going to be gaining a lot of muscle. You might gain a little bit, but you know, you're not going to be gaining a lot. And I think something that people don't necessarily understand in order to stimulate muscle growth, you need to be lifting heavier weights and not only heavier weights, but like you need to go through a structured, like hypertrophy training block. You need to, you know, do more of like a body bodybuilding style, you know, rep range when it comes to training, you're doing eight to eight to 12 reps, things like that. Um, different hypertrophy training modalities, things like that, where it's like, Beach body, it sounds like it was just a lot of high intensity work. There wasn't really that structure of a hypertrophy training program for muscle building. I mean, is, does that sound accurate? I mean, I think now they've kind of shifted a little bit more into lifting weights, but it's not really structured in a hypertrophy way. It's, it's kind of more like, let's be in the cardio zone while we're lifting weights. So you don't have the opportunity to like, really take the time and go through each rep. Like you've got to finish the rep in time with the video. Like it, it feels like you have to rush through it. Um, and looking back on some of these workouts, so it's the 80 day one in particular makes no sense. I, I'm going to kind of lay out what the structure was. If I remember correctly, um, there was one, one high intensity. actually there were two high intensity cardio days. There was a specific booty day. There was a specific leg day and there were two full body days. What is the first thing that you see wrong with this picture? So there was a booty day and then what, wait, hold on. What? All right. So, so it's a, it's a glute day, a leg day, two full bodies, two cardio interval training. There's no rest. You're working your legs every day. Well, there, that, that the first thing I every was, day, but then you're working yeah, that's, and then that, low body and then full body. I mean, that is so much tax on your central nervous system. You don't yeah. have time to recover. I mean, I am, I am a huge fan of upper lower splits. I am a huge mm-hmm. fan of push poles. I am a huge fan of, you know, setting up training to where you have rest days in between and that just sounds like a lot. Like, I don't understand why you need to have a full day dedicated to your ass. Like, no, you I don't. don't. And it was like an hour long dedicated to your ass too. And I'm like, why am I and doing I this? You're having an, a leg day. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's an ass day and a leg day. <laughs> why? I don't I mean, know. Do people don't understand that like your, like the, your upper thighs, like connect into your ass. Yeah. Like, they- like it's all, <laughs> it's all one system. Like, <laughs> like and it's just not effective. Like it's or not effective, but like, I mean, I'm sure it could be effective. You know, any, any workout that you're doing, if you're sedentary is effective, Sure. but it's not efficient. No. That's what I'm looking for. It's not efficient. You could, there's so many different things that you can do that are going to be more efficient than having a dedicated ass day. And I was wondering for so long why my hamstrings were so tight all the time. I never got to rest them. Like there was one rest day a week and every single day I was doing at least something to my hamstrings. So I could barely move this whole time. Plus I was eating such a low calorie amount. I felt like shit. I looked emaciated. It was, it was a rough time. Well, and a lot of, a lot of what I'm hearing too, is it's just overtraining and under eating. Overtraining and under eating is actually hard to do. Like overtraining is not I mean, it's, it's actually kind of a hard thing to do, but it sounds like that's what 
this program kind of like relies on is like a lot of cardio, a lot of, you know, um, oh my God, the only word that comes to mind is like the boss babes. And I hate it. Yes. I hate it. Like, that was the name of the group. And I was like, why am I in this group? <laughs> a boss babe, Nick. I was a boss babe. Like, hey. Was... hey. <laughs> <laughs> but boss with dollar signs, right? Like B-O dollar sign, dollar sign, babe. It might've been. I don't remember. It might've been. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an asshole. <laughs> It was ridiculous. And everybody in the group was like, oh yeah, you're doing, you're all doing awesome. Cause Danielle did it with me. Um, so we were kind of in it together and she wouldn't follow the diet. Like I did, like I was super strict about it and she, I would find McDonald's wrappers in her car and I'll be like, oh, you didn't follow the diet. And I would shame her about it. And I feel so guilty to this day about that. But since I was doing everything that I felt like I needed to do, because if I did something slightly out of place, I was bad. I was like, why aren't you doing it too? And I, I got upset with her about the fact that she wasn't following it because probably because I was so cranky because I didn't have enough calories in my body. Oh yeah. Well, it also reminds me of like another fitness MLM that absolutely drives me up the wall and it drives me up the wall because I did it. Um, and it's the, it works program. I've heard of this one. I don't know too much about it. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't, well, first of all, like when I did it, Micah was just a little baby. Like he was maybe between six to nine months old. So he was pretty young. Um, and I met like a girl in a mom group and I was doing these body wraps and it was like, you rub this cream or gel on your stomach and they had thermogenic agents and then you wrap your body with like their it works wrap and like this was like equivalent to freaking saran wrap like I could have went to the store <laughs> and bought like olive oil and saran wrap and done this myself and not paid like $75 for it um, per wrap mind you per and wrap your wrap, mind you. And you leave this wrap on for like, I think it was like 30 minutes to get the quote unquote toxins out. So the way that they advertise it is you put this, this thermogenic um, detox on your stomach and you wrap it around and you wait. And what happens is you start to lose quote unquote fat, or you get rid of the toxins and that helps you lose weight. And I remember doing that and then buying like her detox or her cleanse Ugh. and you had to do the cleanse once a week and then you do the wrap. So you do the cleanse first and then you did the wrap. I think that's how it was. It was like nine years ago. Um, but I remember doing this and spending an outrageous amount of money and I was like, oh yeah, it works. Cause you see like a minuscule difference because you're fucking saran wrapping your stomach so tight yeah you're gonna see a difference like <laughs> you can't breathe like <laughs> i once um this is maybe this is another red flag discussion that's outside of like mlms but red flag trainers because i once worked with someone who would recommend to his clients to just rub vicks vapor rub on their stomach to lose to lose fat there <laughs> And he started trying to tell me about it. He's like, oh yeah, people think it's bullshit, but it's not. And I'm like, but it is. No, but it is. <laughs> if you think that rubbing Vicks Vapor Rub on your stomach is going to make you lose fat, then, then why is Vicks Vapor Rub not sold out throughout know, the entire right? United States, throughout the entire world? Why is it still on the shelves? Why do we still have like, an issue with people like not knowing about this secret, the secret VIX, like conundrum. Like, yeah, why on. isn't VIX advertising this? Like, <laughs> like, 
I just don't understand that. And like people ask me a lot and like, and I don't like, I mean, it's totally normal for people to ask. Like, and I love when people ask me questions about this stuff because it means that they're trying to seek out correct information. But I get all the time people that ask about thermogenics and fat burners. And like, it's just a really good way to waste your money. Like it's, you know, if you really want to waste your money, throw it in a garbage can and light it on fire. You don't need to worry about a thermogenic agent. Like the only way to lose fat is through a calorie deficit and like to make sure that you're strength training that way you're increasing your lean body mass, lean body mass, body mass is lean Brooke. Um, increasing your muscle mass, eating in a calorie deficit. That way you can like actually build your metabolism. There's no such thing as boosting it. You can build your metabolism through creating more lean mass and making sure that you are eating enough protein. That is how you're going to lose fat, not through a fat burner, not through, you know, body wraps, not through little fucking colored containers. Like, yeah, you're going to have to do hard work. And if some of these things do something to help you build a calorie deficit, yeah, they'll, they'll work. But if you're at a point where you're eating so few calories, it's not going to be sustainable in the long term because you're, you're not going to be able to stick to that. No, definitely not. And like another, another, like it's not really an MLM, but like things that feel really scammy, like things to look for, like I had somebody ask me just the other day about like a specific training program for hypertrophy. And this person like sent me the information and I'd never heard of it before. So I had to, you know, except for a client, I think asked about it like a year ago and I looked it up and I'm like, no, this feels very, very scammy. And it's this guy who's a quote unquote biomechanics expert, but has zero credentials. The only credentials he has is he won Mr. Universe in a bodybuilding show and he's an author and public speaker. Very credentialed. He sounds like an expert to me. Yeah. I think anytime someone calls them an expert on calls themselves an expert on anything, that's an instant red flag. Like, Oh, 100%. Check their credentials. Yeah. Immediately. That was the first thing I did was check this person's credentials. And here's the deal. If it feels scammy, it probably is. If this person is not going to give you any information about your pro about their program, unless you buy their book or their supplements, that's a red flag. Like do not do not follow what that person has to say. Like if somebody asks me about my training program, I'm going to tell them about my training program. I'm going to tell Mm -hmm. them about my philosophy and like in my ideologies, when it comes to exercise, I'm going to give them that free information. If someone is going to be like, yeah, these are the 20 best exercises in order to build muscle, but they're not going to tell you what they are. Then that's a red flag. And there are no best exercises to building muscle. Every single body is individual. Every single body is different. For some people doing a barbell overhead press is a fantastic way to build strength and muscle, depending on your rep range. But for some people, it's not a good exercise for some, for some people, maybe a lateral raise is a better exercise. It's just dependent on the person and their fitness level. Yeah. And their goals, what they actually want to achieve. Like I was going to say something and it just left my brain. So that's cool. Um. (laughs) Love when that happens. (laughs) But yeah, if it feels scammy, it probably is. Like if somebody is going to sit there and tell you like, oh, I have the secret to success, but they're not going to tell you Mm. like anything else then that's a red flag. Or if it's like, I know all of this information, but you have to purchase something from me. Like you have to compensate me before I give you any more information. That is definitely a red flag. There are so many people in the fitness industry that are fantastic and reputable coaches that will give you free information and help you for free, because let's be honest, not everybody can afford coaching. Right. And it's a real dick move to, to sit there and say, I have the secret, but unless you pay me, you're shit out of luck. Yeah. I think there is no such thing as a fitness secret. Anything that you want to learn about fitness, you can find on the internet for free. And if you have to pay for that information, like, I don't know anybody who's like, oh yeah, I love this coach. Anytime you ask for advice, he charges for it. Like, that's fucked up. You could find that information literally anywhere. So if you 
are looking for a good coach, it's probably someone who will give you that information for free because they want you to trust them to give you the information instead of you going off on the internet and maybe finding some not so good information because that's the, that's the struggle of the internet. There's good and bad on there. Absolutely. And that's the struggle with trainers too. There's good and bad. There's the one that will tell you which rep ranges you should be doing. And then there's the ones that will tell you to rub Vicks vapor up on your stomach. And then the person comes in the next day and asks why their stomach still burns. They're like, why do I smell like a peppermint? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm just like imagining like, like, because I'm just like thinking back to those it works raps and just like the things that I did that were shortcuts that ultimately led me to the hard way anyway are unbelievable. Like unbelievable. And I think that like fitness is so individual as well. Like fitness is so individual. Some people love compound lifts. Other people love like hypertrophy bodybuilding style training. It's also about enjoyment. You're going to see progress if you do something consistently that you enjoy. If you, you can have the perfect program on paper, you can have the perfect nutrition, um, and macro split on paper, but if you can't be consistent and you fucking hate it, you're not going to do it. Like, like, let's be honest. And I, I love that I do have so many amazing people who listen to my podcast, who follow me on social media, who feel comfortable enough to slide into the DMS and ask me questions. Like they'll ask me questions. Hey, you know, I saw this post, you know, what do you think about it? And I do my best to try to give my, my most honest opinion, but also respectful, because let me tell you, like, there are some people out there that get kind of scammy that, you know, they can be very convincing. It is very, very convincing how some people like these people that sell the, it works. It's like, they're throwing around big words. They are, you know, giving you this spew. They're showing you progress pictures. They're showing you before and afters of people. And it can be really confusing and really stressful when you're like, oh, uh, this obviously works because they have all of this information. When in reality, like if you find a coach that you know and trust, that's going to be honest with you and not try to just rip you off you're not going to have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. And all those, those big words that those coaches are using, that's something that they're copy and pasting out of their notepad that they've sent to like a thousand people that they coach these like MLM people to send messages to like a hundred people a day, just so they can try and put more people under their pyramid so they can make more money. And it's, it's really kind of gross how every single message is like sent to the same sent the same way to different people and sometimes you can see right through that like if there's a bunch of emojis in the message like you know they didn't fucking type all those out like come on oh yeah do you know how many messages i've gotten of hey girl haven't seen you since high school it's been oh, a god. <laughs> what not only that but like I like, what's really funny to me is like, I don't use like my Facebook page too often. Like even my personal one, like I don't use it too often. I more just like keep track of like, you know, the mentorship stuff and like the inner circle and, you know, like birthdays and stuff. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten these messages from people. And it's like, you do realize what I do for a living. Right. Right. Like, and I will ask them like, Hey, do you realize what I do for a living? Like I am a fitness and nutrition coach and personal trainer. Like, I, I don't need your program. Oh, well, I'm sure that, you know, you can work it into your, into your workout schedule. Uh-huh, I'm like, uh-huh. I'm actually, I would rather do anything else. Thank you though. Like I get a lot. I, I don't get them as much anymore, but I used to get a lot of Herbalife people coming oh. into my DMs being like, Hey, uh, I saw you're a health and fitness professional. I think this would really go good with your business. You could sell this stuff to your clients. You should give it a try. And I'm like, fuck you. Oh man, that's, you know what? I think it's a really good idea. Like just for the people listening to like list off just a couple of like MLMs to just look out for, because they're very, very good at not sounding like MLMs. Like yeah, they're, they more call themselves like health and fitness companies. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of times on their posts, they won't show that 
they're using a specific product. Like they'll want you to ask like, Hey, what, what are you doing? That's so good. Oh, you should try my new Herbalife shake, whatever. There's, there's a bunch of fitness or health MLMs out there that if it's an MLM, first of all, it's, it's, it's not good. It's a, it's a fucking pyramid scheme. Like uh, the FTC estimates that 99% of people in MLMs do not make money. You end up spending more money on the products or whatever to, to make your sales. Like you, you buy the products for yourself to make your numbers so you can maintain whatever rank, like you're, I'm a diamond black diamond double heart coach. Like <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Um, but yeah, some of the scammy MLMs out there that I know offhand, obviously we talked about Beachbody. We talked about it. It works. It works. Is that what it's called? It works. It works. Yep, okay, it it works. works. Um, one of them. My wife sold that one for a while and yeah, that was a rough time. Uh, Herbalife's another one. Octavia. Oh, Octavia. Yeah. Octavia sucks. Octavia is scary because they're pretty much having you do 1200 calorie diets. Oh yeah. Like they give you the food and there's like nothing in the food. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's Octavia. There's Isogenics. Isogenics. Advocare was, is a big one up here. Um, Gosh, what a Shakely, I think is what it's called. Well, I've never heard um, of that one. Or Shackley, something like that. I, I had a client that was, or that like someone tried to sell it to them. And they're like, hey, can you take a look at these like protein shakes? I'm like, uh, yeah, this is an MLM. Cause all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, if you want to sell them, like I can teach you, I can show you the ropes. And I'm like, nope, avoid. Like yeah. abort mission. <laughs> but yeah, like. Advocare, it works. Isogenics, Beachbody, um, Melaleuca, um, Amway Global. Like th- these are all like companies where if they're trying to recruit you to join their team or like they're trying to sell you these products and they're letting like you know that you can sell them too, like and trying to get you to become a distributor, like that's a red flag. Um, aside from MLMs, like any trainer that's trying to sell you a specific challenge or a specific workout program, that's quote unquote, the best, um, that I another red flag V shred. Oh my gosh. Yeah. V shred, um, Athlean X, whatever that one is too. Oh yeah. That guy drives me nuts. There is a lot out there. And I think that it can be very, very confusing for just like the average person who is just trying to find something to be consistent with. My biggest recommendation is if you can afford it, hire a coach, hire somebody that you trust. That's not going to sell you their supplements. Like it's one thing if like someone has like a discount code for a supplement company. Like I think there are a few people that we know that have like a discount code for Legion athletics, which Legion is a fantastic supplement company but they're not trying to sell you their supplements because they're going to make money off of it. They're just giving you a code in case you need something like protein powder, you know, like that's very different than like, Hey, buy all of these shakes and buy these little containers and like, help me become a diamond level expert fitness professional. (laughs) (laughs) But, and even if you can't afford to hire a coach, like there's a thousand free workout programs that you can find online. And that's going to be infinitely better than you paying for some secret metabolic workout program. That's going to hack your metabolism in 21 days. Oh yeah. And like pay attention for like free programs. Like I know that like Jordan Syatt offered like his like free workouts that he was doing. Um, like what was like the 101, like metabolic workouts or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like does some free ones. I think you've done some free workouts. Yeah. I have one. Um, I still think I have it up. It's, it's like a strength training for beginners. So if you're new to strength training, it's a four week program for you to just follow in the gym. Super easy. And nothing like crazy. That, it costs nothing because costs nothing. everybody deserves to have access to fitness. Damn and- right. Say that again, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> everybody deserves to have access to fitness. Wow. That turned into Darth Vader at the end. Okay. Love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little impressed how low I could get there. A little impressed. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm weird guys. But if you listen to this podcast, you know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like everybody deserves to have access to fitness. Everybody deserves to be able to feel confident in what they're doing. And I think that people that sell these MLMs or people that even sell just these scammy programs don't realize that not everybody has the same privilege when it comes to, you know, healthy eating. A lot of people, it really depends on accessibility and to sit there and say, no, you need to spend this much money on a V shreds program and buy all of these supplements that are included. Like that's totally disregarding people that maybe are like broke college students that just want to get fit, you know? people who don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables or like can't afford it more than, you know, people that are buying canned fruit and or vegetables and frozen fruit and vegetables. Like, I think it's very irresponsible for people to put all of these like limitations and all these absolutes on fitness. Like if you don't do this program, you're not going to see results. I think that that's number one, very deceptive. Number two, just flat out, not true. And number three, yeah. it's very exclusive, very exclusive. Yeah, I think fitness is a gray area. There's definitely no black and white. Like you have to do this to see results. That's that's complete and utter bullshit. Sorry. Like you can do a million different forms of exercise and see great results. I got an email from someone the other day that was like, hey, the only form of exercise that I really enjoy doing is jumping on my little trampoline that I have in my house. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like you're going to feel so much better by doing that than doing nothing. So go do that. Like you're not going to not see results because you're not doing the, the V shred program. Yeah. And it really is goal dependent. It is so goal dependent. Like granted, like if you want to build like a lot of muscle mass, like if your goal is to put on like five pounds of muscle mass, like trampoline's not going to do it. But. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. The trampoline's not going to do it. You know, you know, going for, you know, three mile runs every day. That's, that's not, what's going to do it. Like if you have a specific goal for a specific thing, then yeah, maybe you're going to have to change up what you're doing. But if you, your overall goal is to get moving and just to feel better in your body and to move a little bit, then anything is going to work. And as long as you enjoy it, that's really what is important. I mean, a lot of my clients come to me specific with specific goals that I help them with. And that's why they have a structured program. But for somebody that just does that wants to feel better in their skin, somebody that wants to just increase their overall health, you don't need to purchase one-on-one -on -one coaching for me. I mean, would I, would I appreciate working with you? Absolutely. I love every single one of my clients. Shout out to all my amazing clients. Y'all fucking rock. <laughs> but like, it's one of those where like, I absolutely love people and I want to see people succeed. And the people who are selling these fitness scams and the people that are really pushing this narrative, Herbalife reps, V shred programs, you know, 21 day fixes, they don't really give a fuck about your health. They give a fuck about making money off of you. Exactly. If they're not putting out free content, they don't give a fuck about you. Like, I'm just no. going to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Because if, if someone's putting out free content, you know that they care about helping people. And if they have to sell you on every piece of advice that they give, there's one thing that they care about and it's not you. Sorry. Oh yeah. I had a girl message me like on Instagram and she was like, Hey, so um, can I just ask you a quick question? Like, what do you think is a good macro split? I'm like, well, it just depends on your lifestyle. It depends on what you like to eat. It depends if you prefer more carbs. It depends if you prefer more fats. You know, of course you want like to have a, an adequate amount of protein, but like, you know, Hey, why do you know, why do you ask? Like, she's like, well, I paid someone like $50 to calculate my macros for me. What? There's a coach calculated doing like nutrition consults and you have to pay $50 for them to calculate your macros one time. Like there's no coaching. It's just this one time. And anybody listening, if you want to calculate your macros, go to tdee.net and do it for free. Like mm -hmm. you do not need to pay anybody to calculate your macros. Like that is something that I think is super irresponsible. And again, that's scammy. So if you're following somebody and you message them and you, you resonate with their content. And you're like, Hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, either jump on a free call or I'd like to, you know, see like you're offering this nutrition consult. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, it's going to cost this amount of money for me to give you these numbers. That's a red flag. By the way, you're paying for an estimate. Like, yes, not any an calculation is not an absolute. It is an estimate. And you need to confirm that those macros are accurate by what your what happens with your results by eating those. 
So yeah. you, you could be getting an inaccurate estimate that you just paid 50 bucks for that's wrong. And then you have to pay another 50 bucks to reevaluate it. Like that's a hundred dollars when you don't need to spend that. I mean, and realistically, like I've, I've worked with people where it's like, they've, they've paid other coaches and they are switching their macros every week. And it's yeah. like, you do not need to change your nutrition every week. Like I actually refuse to do that for clients. Like I'm like, no, you need to stick with something consistently at 90% consistency for at least 30 days before we make any adjustments, because we don't know if it's working after that short amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some somewhat benefits to that of doing like a calorie cycling, like maybe in deficit for a week, maybe in maintenance for a week. But if you're changing your macros every single week, they're always different. Why? Just why? Oh yeah. There's, there's no reason you're not going to see any change in a week. And a good coach knows that Mm -hmm. a good coach knows that. So that is another like red flag to look for. If somebody is, you know, switching things up on you, or if they're charging you $50 to calculate what your macros are, like if they're charging you $50 to give you your estimate, and then they're going to continue to coach you after that, like they're going to reevaluate them, see if they work and adjust it. That's a different story, but just to calculate it. Absolutely not red flag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, if, same thing with if you're changing their macros every day, if you're getting a different workout to do every day. Oh gosh. Or you're changing up your workouts all the time. Like if you don't have a consistent program for at least four weeks where you're doing the same workouts for four weeks, how are you going to progressively overload that? How are you going to see change? How are you actually going to progress? How are you going to notice the difference in your body or the way that it feels? Or if you're more stable in certain movements, like you should not be having a different workout every single time you work out. And I know for some people, like when they first start working with me, that can be really, really challenging when they've done things like beach body and V shred, and they're doing all of these things. It can be really challenging because they think, oh, well, I need to confuse my muscles. I need to confuse my body. It's like muscle confusion is not a thing. Like that's, oh. that's not a thing. The only way to create change is through progressive overload. So I think it's important to make sure that like you are doing things consistently your shit should be getting boring. Like it should be getting boring. You should be going through and doing the same thing every day for four weeks and it will get mundane. It will get tedious or not even tedious, but it will get repetitive. And you don't need to look for the shiny new object every single, every single week or every single workout. It's not necessary. Right. What you need to do is repeat those same movements, try and get better at them every single time you do that. And yeah, it might be mundane, but there's also some fun to that because you can really track your progress over time. Like, okay, yeah, you did a, you did 20 pounds this time. Next time you do 25 pounds. And that feels like an awesome achievement where if you have work, different workout every day, you don't know that you're getting better. You're just doing something different. Maybe it's fun, but are you working out to have fun? Or are you working out to get some work done. <laughs> and it's totally, there okay. needs to be a balance between the two, I think, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to work out, to have fun. But like, again, that's very goal dependent. If your goal is to build muscle and you're changing, you know, one week you're doing a squat and then the next week you're doing a curtsy lunge. And then the next week you're doing a, you know, you're, you're doing a deadlift. How are you going to track progress between your squat, your curtsy lunge and your deadlift? You can't, if you're not doing them repeatedly. Right. Right. And then what I've noticed too, is like, you know, I've, I've had people that have worked with other coaches that have switched up their workouts pretty, um, pretty frequently. And one thing that they notice is, wow, when I do the same workout each week, I actually feel more confident in the movement. Mm. You know, sometimes people will switch things up before they even feel confident. And then they won't see that exercise for a while. And then it'll come back. And it's like, oh man, this one, I, I can never get it. And they can never get it because they're never doing it consistently. Yeah. And it's funny because people will avoid that exercise because they do it the one time and it's uncomfortable. But if you try it more than once, then it becomes more comfortable. Like with anything, like if you, I don't know, try to play the piano the first time you play it, it's not going to be easy, but the more you stick with it, the easier it's going to be. Exercise is the same. Like any movement you want to practice and get better at, get better at your technique, get better at lifting more weight, get, be able to move the bar faster. You're not just going to be a, an expert on day one. Oh yeah. You have to 
think like a beginner. Sorry, I'm blowing a kiss to my fiance. <laughs> like waving, and I interrupt, and I'm like, "Hi, babe." <laughs> I thought that was just to your audience, like to my audience who can't see me, like <laughs> blowing kisses. <laughs> but yes, this this has been such an amazing conversation, Nick. And so I want to ask: I know that you've done the five rapid fire questions before but I'm going to ask them again but I'm going to ask Ooh. different questions and All I'm right. kind of rapid firing myself because I have no idea what I'm going to ask so All right, let's fucking go <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited okay I, I'm like drawing a blank right now I'm like going full panic mode like fuck what do you want to ask him um, okay so first question you have 10 seconds to answer oh geez okay Whew. pressure's on what is your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book. It's The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. It is this amazing fantasy book. Um, it's kind of like Harry Potter, but not really. It's like Harry Potter meets Lord of the Rings. And just the writing is fantastic. Like it really absorbs you into the story. There's three books, but they ha- he hasn't made the third book yet. And we've been waiting like 20 years for it. So if you oh, want no, to be disappointed, read the book, but like, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. So that was question number one. Question number two. Hmm. What is your favorite carbohydrate source? Ooh, that is a good question. Do you mean from like a nutritional perspective or like a taste perspective? Let's go taste. Taste. Ooh. Okay. Um, taste and nutritional. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So from nutritional, it's definitely going to be potatoes. Um, cause super satiating, like, and so much potassium. People don't realize that potatoes have more potassium than bananas, which I just learned like a couple months ago. I was like, that's fucking cool. Um, from a taste perspective, that's a tough one. Cause there's so many good ones. I'm going to go with donuts because that's what's on my mind right now. I really could go for a donut. It's been a little while. So yeah, I'm going to go with donuts. Well, that and uh, you're on the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. Hey, hey I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what's funny is for both of those, I would choose potatoes for both because potatoes are my favorite food, mm. favorite carb source. And let's be real. Like you can do anything to a potato and it's going to taste good for the most part. Like, yeah. oh mash- yeah garlic mashed, loaded, baked, scalloped, you name it, potato, cheesy potatoes. You just got to put cheese on that bitch and it's delicious. Like what's, what's better, regular fries or sweet potato fries? Ooh, that's a tough, that's tough. I, know, right? I love all potatoes, but I'm going to have to just go with the standard French fry. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm, that's I mean, fair sweet potato fries are good but like you have to be in the mood for sweet potato fries you can all I can always get down with a regular french fry that's fair I <laughs> always I always go for the sweet potato fries I fucking love them like sweet potato fries and honey mustard is the best combination oh, there is. <laughs> Jeff Pacman, like uh he turned me on to like these Alexia like waffle sweet potato fries Ooh. oh my god in the air fryer Whew. I'm gonna have to try that those are delicious. Try that. They are delicious. The brand is Alexia, I think. It's a very keep an eye out. brand. So good. Okay. Third question. Hmm. Oh, okay. What is your favorite coffee order? Like, what do you order when you go? But you're a Dunkin' Donuts dude. I am. I am a Dunkin' Ooh. Donuts person. So iced coffee all the way. I'll drink iced coffee no matter what the temperature is. It'll be <laughs> minus 12 degrees out. I'll be walking around with an iced coffee and my hands are freezing. I, I love a simple coffee. It's just iced coffee, one cream, one sugar. I'm good to go. That's it. All right. Simple. Simple mm-hmm. is awesome. Okay. Was that number three? Was that question? That was number, number three. three. Oh, that was man. number three. I'm putting pressure on myself with making myself come up with these questions. <laughs> That's tough. All right. Let's see. What is your favorite workout? What is your favorite workout workout split? The way you said that, it was like very Monty Python. Like, what is your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Or your your favorite workout split? (laughs) Upper lower. I mean, ah! (laughs) (laughs) no, but it's upper lower. (laughs) Oh, that is so. (laughs) Yeah, so four days, upper lower, upper lower. That is, I love that. 
Um, I've experimented with a bunch of different things, but that one always seems to be the one that I feel like I do the best at, I get the best results on, and I'm not burning myself out from doing more than four days a week. Love it. Love it. And what is your favorite form of cardio? Oh, I hate cardio, but it's walking. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love walking, especially now that the weather's getting nicer here. I've been doing a lot of walking lately. I just like put on a podcast. I'll probably put this one on next time I walk. Um, You know, you know, get some sunshine. It's good for your mental health. It's not just good for your body, but it's good for your mental health too. So, so many benefits to walking. It's the most underrated form of cardio there is. It really is. I mean, I really have been digging like low impact, like the elliptical. I've been really liking the elliptical, but I mean, when the weather gets nice, I love going on walks here in Washington. We have some just beautiful hikes and we Mm. have beautiful walking trails. And so when the weather gets nicer and warmer, it'll be nice to to get out there and walk and take Mike out. There's a little place near our house that he loves and quick shout out. Happy birthday. Today's March 18th, which is my little guy's ninth birthday. So happy birthday. Right after this podcast, I got to take cupcakes to his school. So nice. Poor teacher. I'm going to hop all the kids up on sugar, but you know, (laughs) coach mom hopping kids up on sugar. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on today. We always have like seriously the best time. I was on your podcast last week and it was so much fun. So thank you so much for coming on this week. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Of course. And where can people find you? Oh, good question. I always forget to ask people that when they're on my podcast. So I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Nick Anderson Fitness. Um, on TikTok, Nick Anderson. It's all Nick Anderson Fitness. Nick Anderson, Nick Anderson Fitness.com. <laughs> and my podcast, the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. Really great, great name. I, I really think people might get confused. <laughs> <laughs> so you Fit are Anderson Nickness? What? Nick Anderson, Nickness, what? No, so Nick Anderson Fitness everywhere else. I will make sure to link all of your um, all of your stuff in the show notes. Thank you again, Nick, for coming on the podcast. It is always a pleasure, my friend, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I am so grateful to have such wonderful fitness coaches come on and give you some valuable information. If you want to find Nick, go ahead and click the links in the show notes and it will take you to his platform so you can give him a follow and consume some amazing content. I'm also taking some one-on-one online coaching clients. So if that's something you're interested in, you can head over to my Instagram and click the link in the bio. I look forward to talking to you soon. Have an amazing day. Thank you.